Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who has gotten to see the new business building at BG, Brandon Siegel. How you doing? I'm doing quite well. I was just in Bowling Green with my lovely girlfriend. We went to the homecoming game. Uh, the business building there is amazing. Uh, Trevor, I wish we were able to experience it when we were there. Uh, sadly, it was just past our time, but it's, it, is, it is quite wonderful. Uh, really, really wonderful building uh, for sure. Uh, of course, as always, we have Ben O'Brien with us today. Ben, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. I am. I'm so happy to be back to be NFL talking Sunday. about about football, about college football, NFL football. Um, I'm I'm super excited. I I forgot how much I love NFL Sundays and of watching course. Joe Burrow play football. It's been a while. So last Sunday was amazing. I I sat in front of my TV for nine hours watching NFL football last Sunday. And honestly, I have no shame in saying that I plan to do the exact same thing today. Yeah, no, no shame in at all. I, I intend on doing the exact same thing as well. Uh, I will not be leaving my TV. Uh, I mean, come on. NFL Sundays are just the absolute best. But before we get into the NFL, we're going to a little bit of small talk first. First up on the board today, um, Kentucky, Trevor, has done a pretty good job recruiting uh, some recruits in this upcoming class. Why don't you tell us about a couple of them uh, and guys that they have picked up recently? Yeah, so as of now, and, and you know, we still have a ways to go with recruiting. There are still some guys, some of the top guys that aren't committed. But as of now, Kentucky, they're back on top as far as the recruiting uh, rankings. They have the top recruiting class in uh, the year 2022. They have the number one player, uh, Shaden Sharp, who's a shooting guard from uh, Glendale, Arizona. They have um, well, who the guy who most recently committed, Chris Livingston, who actually is from Akron. Uh, he went to Akron Bucktel, which unfortunately I never got a chance to see him like I wanted to. Um, but he is now playing at Oak Hill, and he is committed to Kentucky. Um, he's the number 12 ranked player, and then they also have Sky Clark, the number 16th ranked player uh, who plays at Montverde Academy currently, who is also committed to Kentucky. So Kentucky has three of the top 16, and it looks like there are about seven or eight guys, um, you know, in that top 16 that that are uncommitted. So of like of the you know, players who have committed, Kentucky has obviously the most, if you look at like five stars in particular. Um, Duke is not too far behind them. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kentucky's back on top. I mean, we saw Memphis, you know, kind of reign supreme last year, obviously with their recruiting class, which has, you know, two of the top, like three guys or two of the top five guys. I'm not sure where they're ranked now, but uh, two of the top guys. And now Kentucky's back on top, you know. We, we thought maybe... Like, maybe we could see a school like Memphis, you know, uh, maybe they could take that number one spot. And how long can they maintain that? Can Michigan get in the mix? Maybe they can start to get in the mix um, because Jawan Howard and the recruiting, obviously, that they had last year and the year before. But Kentucky, they're back on top. So it's I think it's interesting. It's going to be fun to see, you know, kind of how the rest of it uh, fills out. The most interesting thing to me that I am seeing now is that Baylor actually has a top three recruit as well. Uh, Keontae George, uh, the number three mm-hmm. rated player. He's a shooting guard who has committed to Baylor. So Baylor now obviously getting into the mix now, winning that national championship. Uh, their program has now become year in and year out. One of the best teams in the big 12 and really one of the best teams in the, in the country now. So it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out in UCLA back in the mix now as they are now fully relevant again they're a preseason top top 10 team i believe so uh you know obviously college basketball it's a little bit of ways away we have a couple months but you know we're getting closer and um i obviously as always i can't wait for it 
Yeah, college basketball is such a wonderful time. Uh, Kentucky obviously is a is a fabulous uh, school to go to go play basketball, and they're they're amazing at recruiting. Uh, there's a lot of really good players in the in this class. Trevor, who would you say is like your your favorite player that you've seen play at least a little bit in this class? Um, my personal favorite, just from watching a little bit, is Dariq Whitehead, who is committed to Duke. Um, just a big fan of his game. Um, haven't necessarily seen enough to know like you know what what his potential is, like how good he can be, the the NBA potential. I don't really know the answer to that. But I've watched him here and there a little bit at Montverde, and I just really like his game. You know, he's obviously I tend to like guards in particular. Um, you know, and and just I love watching his game. He plays very hard, um, so he's someone who definitely stands out to me personally. Yeah, it's gonna be a great, uh, great college basketball season when we get there. Uh, but again, before we talk to a, about other football, college and professional football, uh, we'll get to a little bit of small talk trivia today. Uh, pretty pretty little amount of small talk, but that's okay. We got plenty on the back end here. Um, so what what is the current score, Trevor? I, I don't even know the current score. What what is the current scoreboard uh, for small talk trivia? So Ben uh, maintains the lead as always, really. You know, uh, Ben has uh, six and a half points, and Brandon, you and I are tied with five points each. Okay, awesome. So give me one second here to get the list. I forgot to do it beforehand, but that is okay. Okay. First person up is going to be me. I will be asking Ben a question. Ben, you are asking Trevor, and Trevor, you will ask me. So, Ben, you get my question today. I believe right. you can get this question. I don't think it's that difficult, um, but we'll see. We'll see how you do. So, um, the answer is going to be two NFL teams. What two NFL teams are tied for the most amount of Super Bowl losses? And you got to get both Hi. to get the point. No, dude, you gotta. I gotta get two. Yeah, and, and uh, okay, Trevor. Just so you know, if Ben gets it wrong, I'm going to say no. But if he gets one of the two right, um, you you won't know if he gets one of the two right. I'm only. I'm just gonna say yes or no to the answer. Okay. Which two NFL teams have the most Super Bowl losses? Okay, and again, I don't really want to say any names because I don't want to give Trevor right, any idea. Right. I have. You're gonna one have in my to head. answer two teams though. I know. I'm aware, so it's, which, yeah, which yeah. makes me mad. Mm-hmm. I have one in my head, so it's just a matter of what is the other guess I'm going to do. Um, this is a tough one, man. And honestly, again, this is something I feel like I should be decent at because I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of who's won Super Bowls. That's uh, why I thought I was awesome. I was kind of hoping you weren't yeah. going to get my question because I feel like you would have gotten it. It's okay. Well, now there's, I feel like there's pressure that I should get it right. You know, when I was little, I had a uh, a book of like – it was like an NFL book, not, not, not to uh, – sidetrack or anything but this also gives me time to think while i'm rambling here i have okay. a book of every super bowl matchup basically from like one to at the, at the time it was like i don't know 40 or something um it was a long time ago but i i like used to like memorize like what year who won um and who they beat and of course i don't remember any of it now but um so i feel like i for at least for a while i was pretty good at this kind of stuff i don't remember though okay two nfl teams i have one um i have another one but i don't feel like you said they're tied tied yeah, you know, I'll Man. even be down to give the amount of losses if you so desire. Yeah, go for it. I mean, I'll take whatever I can get. They both have five losses. Okay. Shoot. Man, all right. Um. So. Man, this is so hard. Well, it's not hard. It's just it's hard to think of a team that I, I feel like would be a, a good educated guess. All right, two teams. Uh, the first guess I I gotta do the uh, the Buffalo Bills. They lost four in a row in the nineties. I would imagine. Um, that, that, even if I'm not confident in that, I feel like that's gotta be a decent guess. Buffalo Bills. My second guess. 
This is hard, and I can't focus because Joe Burrow is on the TV. I'm trying to watch Joe Burrow, but also think here. Um, <laughs> Got to think my about second guess. about I know losses, I know. but while looking at greatness. I'm aware. I'm aware. Um, okay, so I'm gonna go Buffalo Bills, and man, I feel like this is not a good guess, but I feel like they've been in a lot. So I'm going to go. No, do I hate that guess? I hate that guess. I got an audible. I got an audible. Um, man, now I'm scrambling here. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna go Buffalo Bills, and I'm gonna go. Oh, dude, I don't even care. Whatever. Uh, Raiders, R- Bills, and Raiders. Those are my two guesses. Okay, that is incorrect, Trevor. It goes to you. All right. So uh, I was For when half a point. when Ben was going through his process, I wrote down uh four teams that are my possible guesses okay let's um, hear your four my four are and i was i was as he was finishing up i was trying to make sure there weren't more than four but i'm pretty sure it's between these four the four are the patriots the steelers the bills and the cowboys so ben mentioned one okay. of them as the bills it could be it could be i think it's definitely two of those four i'm pretty confident um okay i was like i was like playing with the packers but i don't I don't think they have five Super Bowl losses. I don't think that's the case. Um, So I don't think they're a possible option. The 49ers won pretty much all of theirs. So they're not, there's no way they lost five. Now, shoot, dude, I know the answer. Sorry, Trevor. I'm sorry. (laughs) So five, the Patriots for sure um, is one of the teams. They lost five Super Bowls. I can lock that in. I know that's 100%. That's the the one I I just thought of when you said Um, that. I was like, there's no way. And then I was like, crap. Yeah, they they lost to the Amazing Bears team. They lost uh, in 97, and then they lost three yeah. with, with Brady. Uh, 07, 11, 12, and whatever, the Eagles one. So the second one is where I'm torn because the Bills definitely lost four, but did they lose a fifth? I don't know. Um, the Steelers were in a lot of Super Bowls just in general, mm-hmm. and they won a lot, but they also lost a decent amount. So I have any, like for the Steelers, I feel like they could have lost anywhere between three to five. And then the Cowboys, I think it's pretty similar. Like I think it's like three to five. Um, I would say that the that the Cowboys probably uh, see this is so tough between those two. Um, I mean the Cowboys when they were playing the Bills, they won both. I think they won. Well, they won all of theirs against the Bills, obviously. And then they beat. They played the Steelers a fair amount of time. So I'm gonna go with the team. I, I just I feel more confident that it's the Steelers. So. If I get it wrong, it's the Cowboys. That's going to suck. But my gut is telling me the Steelers are the other team. Okay. Final answer. Yeah, it's my final answer. Well, what is your final answer? Uh, Patriots and Steelers. Patriots and Steelers. That is incorrect. You actually oh, were not incorrect no matter what. I should have stopped this like five minutes ago, but I think it was I think it was interesting. It does let it keep on going. The correct answer was the Patriots. They are 6-5. and five. In uh, Super Bowls and the Denver Broncos, who are three Ooh. and five, okay, tied for four losses is the Bills and Vikings. So that's where I yeah, so that's where I messed you guys up. Were, okay, you guys were were semi in the right direction, but I, I don't know. I thought you, I thought Ben would have been able to get this question. I thought you, I would have never guessed the Broncos. I just, <sighs> I know they they played a lot in like the nineties. I just would have never thought. I should have considered them at least more than I did, but yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that ever. Obviously. All right, next up, Ben, you're asking Trevor your question. All right, Trevor. Pretty straightforward question. Which NFL franchise currently has the most members of the NFL Hall of Fame? Okay. Okay. Which which current NFL franchise has the most Hall of Famers? Um, all right. So, 
I don't I, I don't want to ask me like I know you're going to ask me Trevor and I'll just clarify this. You're going to be like, "Well, do they do you get credit for a player if they played on your team for one year?" I don't know the answer to that. I have no idea. So just before you ask that question cuz I know you're going to. I don't know if it's like if, if they just played on all they do is play on your team for one year and you get credit for them. Um I'm not sure. Okay. Do, sorry. Do we know uh do we know when well, I guess I was going to ask, like, when is this date back to? But I guess it just dates back so, to whenever the NFL started. Or I don't know. I would assume. Or, like... I guess, I, so, yeah, 1920? I don't know. Or, like, I don't know, like, what the first year of Hall of Fame induction was. Like, I, I don't know. Not that that necessarily is going to help me all that much. Um, so, as far... I, I don't want to give too much, obviously, because Brandon can steal. Um, but there's... I mean, the teams that are the best, generally speaking, I would say are probably going to have the most Hall of Famers. Um so just when I think about that, that narrows it down to some degree um, to like six or seven teams that I could possibly guess. Um, but I but it's but my answer is going to have to be a guess because I don't know. Like, I, do, I, do I don't, I don't know the answer then that you're willing to give. Yeah, it's one of the 32 current NFL franchises. <laughs> you're, you're, you're so right. I, I'm between one or two teams. I'm trying to figure out which team it is. Yeah, it's it's tough. Most Hall of Famers. Um, okay. Okay, most Hall of Famers. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a guess here. Um right. and I'm gonna say that the most Hall of Famers I'm gonna say it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's my final answer. Trevor, Pittsburgh Steelers are incorrect and also they're a terrible franchise, so uh they, they don't win in anything, so there's no way they'd ever win this uh this competition. Well unfortunately they unfortunately they do win a lot more than I would no, like no, them we to. Don't we, to we don't talk that. about it, Trevor. We don't need to talk we, about that. Okay, yeah, we don't talk about that on, on this podcast. Wrong. So, <laughs> All right, Brandon, you're up. I, I have one of two teams and the, the reason I know this is because um I got to go see Ray Lewis get inducted in the Hall of Fame greatest linebacker oh. of all time semi recently, and I remember seeing something about this there. I can't remember if it's the Packers or Bears. That's why I wanted a hint, because I can't remember. I'm I'm a hundred percent sure it's one of those two teams. Can I have confirmation that it's one of those two teams? No, 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 no. You can't have confirmation. I don't know, dude. You tell me. I don't. Uh, you're the one telling me. I don't know the answer. I don't remember which one. It's gonna be a flip of a coin. All right, we're we're gonna flip a coin here. Uh, what should heads be? Is heads Packers? I'll do heads. I don't Packers. know. It's okay. your your decision. Heads or Packers, tails or bears. And I got heads, so I'm going to go with the Packers. I pray it's not the Bears. I think I, I think it's more likely, just for clarity, just for, uh, I think it's more likely to be the Packers than the Bears, but that's my opinion. I was already wrong, though. All right, so. I'll go with the Packers. I know it's one of those two. Okay, oh, Brandon, your final answer are the, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. I will say, one of those two teams is fourth, and one of those two teams is first. Oh, Ooh. God. Okay? So you were on the money there. Now, what I will say, Brandon, is you probably shouldn't go play the lottery today because you were incorrect. It is the oh, Chicago no. Bears with 35 current members. The Packers have 32 current um, members of the NFL. Why couldn't Rodgers retire a couple of years ago? <laughs> who was two and three? Um, um, we have the Washington football team, formerly the Redskins. Really? And we have the Los Angeles Rams as well. Oh, wow. Well, okay. here's the thing. you got to think about teams that have been around a while who have yeah. had yeah. historic teams, not even necessarily winning teams. The reason that I remember the Bears and the Packers, <clears throat> the Packers have had a lot of historic teams. Yeah. Like, not even that they've done, like, I mean, I guess they have won a lot of Super Bowls, but the Bears, like, they, the Bears had the one defense where, like, they yeah. won in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 
in 84 or whatever. I mean, like, every single guy mm-hmm. in that defense is in the Hall of Fame. So, that was kind of my thought process. All right. And Trevor, Ooh. the Steelers were sixth, Trevor. So, okay. they're, they're only a five less than the first place team. So, honestly, yeah, not a bad guess. Okay. I mean, that's just, that's just the fifth loser. So, they're losers <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, next up, we have randomly ranked. This is the same one we take. Wait, wait, my question. I, I didn't ask my question. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot. Geez. I need to get a question. Okay. There's no points on We're the not board. Randomly ranked yet. Is there any points on the board yet? I don't think. No don't points think so. on the board. Okay. I'm getting one right here. Okay. So, my question. Um, and uh, well, I'll, I'll save it for after uh, we figure out who the answer is. But my question okay. is, um, who is the NFL quarterback with the most game-winning drives in a single season? This is one single season. Uh, most game-winning drives in a single season by a quarterback. Who is that quarterback, Brandon? Okay, I... All right, Brandon, and no pressure, but I already have an answer. I'm just going to go with it. I don't, know if, I don't know if it's right or not, but I have an Yeah, I, I think I know it too, and I'm going to go with it. And it's interesting because I, I saw this stat last weekend. I believe it's Matt Stafford. I'm, I'm decently confident. And that's the first name that comes to my head, and I just don't need to keep on thinking about it because I think it's Stafford. I think he had like six or seven one year. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Let me let me clarify this. Let me clarify this. This is my fault. This is my fault. So take all your thought process back. This is this is the most NFL game winning drives in a single playoffs. A single playoffs. That changes it a lot. That changes it a lot. Yes, it's not Matthew Stafford. My answer. It's definitely not Matthew Stafford. I believe the regular season one is Stafford. It 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 probably is. As soon as you said that, I was like, wait a second. There's no way it's Stafford because, well, obviously I'm looking in front of me, but also I know it's not him. So yeah, it's playoffs. (laughs) Okay, if it's playoffs, like a single, like a like a playoff run, a playoff run. Yeah, one playoff run. Most game-winning drives. Um, the only person that comes to mind would be Brady. But I feel like he wasn't down all too much. I don't know. I really don't know the answer. I, it's probably Brady. Uh, so I'll guess, I'll guess Tom Brady. Is that the person you're going to guess, Ben? No. Okay, I'll guess Tom Brady. Uh, it's not Tom Brady. It's Oof. not Tom Brady. Ben? All right, Trevor. Um, I don't even have like a good re- like I not like I've seen this or anything. Just the first person I thought of, and even when you said playoffs, I feel like it still could check out. First person I thought of, Eli Manning. So I'm gonna go with Eli Manning as my final answer. All right, and uh, Ben, you would be correct. It is uh, oh Eli God. Manning. Sore subject, but uh, Eli Manning has uh, three game-winning drives in the 2007 playoffs. Um, yeah, they had to be, yeah. Brady, Brady has four of the second-place entries, um, but Eli Manning is the only person who has three game-winning drives in a single season. There's like there's like 12 other guys that have two, but Eli Manning's the only one with three. After a uh, deliberate amount of research, Brady has the most game-winning drives in the playoffs, and Stafford has the most game-winning drives in uh, the regular season. season yep, so. that makes sense. In single se- or Stafford in single seasons. Too, yeah, so. mm-hmm. I would yeah. have been correct on both so of those So that's what you questions. call a moral victory, Brandon? You get zero points for a moral victory. Yeah, he, put, he pulled up the stat. He was just like, I got to check and see if that's yeah. Stafford, I was fairly confident about. Brady was more of a guess. Eli Manning was a, is a good guess, too. Ben, I didn't even really sound like a guess. It sounded like you kind of knew it. Um, but we'll move on for today. We actually will go to randomly ranked this time. Like I said, this is a topic we do uh, where it's a, we take a completely random topic and we rank it. It's very self-explanatory. Today, I found a ranker list. Ranker.com. Uh, that is best southern dishes. So I don't know what 
any listeners, any of you guys consider a southern dish, we're going based off this list and what is on this list. So if we say something that you're like, that's not a southern dish, okay, I'm just going off what this list says. That's, it's as simple as that. And I, I feel like I came up with three pretty good ones that are on this list. Uh, ben, I feel like I never have you go first randomly random rank. Why don't you go first today? I'm putting you yeah, right on the spot. Absolutely. I will gladly go first. Um, again, there's a lot of good options here. A lot of good options here. Um, so I was kind of in a dilemma of, of what to put where, but I feel like I'm very confident my number one, my two and three, I feel like could go back and forth. But um, my number three, I got to go with, with some hush puppies, okay? Hush puppies are great. Basically, it's just a fried, like, cornbread kind of. Um, anytime I'm on, like, vacation in Florida or South Carolina, anything like that, I always, if they have hush puppies at a restaurant, I'm very tempted to get hush puppies. So I had to throw hush puppies on there um, at number three. My number two, you got to go with biscuits. Just a nice southern biscuits. Maybe get some honey on there. Um, slap some butter on there. Biscuits are so good. You get the nice, you know, warm biscuits. Even if they're cold, they're still good, but nice warm biscuits fresh out of the oven. Um, you can't go wrong with, with a side of biscuits. Uh, and then my number one, pretty simple. And honestly, I wasn't going to do this, but in the last like five minutes, I, I've just, I've kind of audible to it. I got to go chicken and waffles. Uh, you can't beat chicken and waffles. I've never had bad chicken and waffles, honestly. It's two things that you wouldn't think go well together, but obviously it's very popular, so it's not like it's weird to get it. But they complement each other really, really well. Just just a really good combo. Um, anytime that that's on the menu, that's definitely something I'm considering getting because uh, it's just it's just a great combo. They they complement each other so well, and they, for whatever reason, it, it doesn't make sense, but but they taste great together. Um, Trevor, do you want to go next? Or you want me to go? Completely up to you. Um, I, I want to hear yours first, Brandon. Okay, sounds good. So I I actually have two honorable mentions today. One of which is red velvet cake. I mean, red velvet anything is solid. Absolutely, yes. I don't know how much of a southern dish this is, but it was on the list. I had to put it in there. Number four, or I guess this would be my other honorable mention, would be mashed potatoes. If they're done right, mashed potatoes are just so good. So, so good. To my actual top three now, number three, I have fried chicken. Not a lot better than fried chicken. Uh, I mean, fried chicken is just the best. Uh, I absolutely love it. Number two, I also went with biscuits, Ben. Uh, I, again, just don't think you can go wrong with biscuits. They're so delicious. Slap a little bit of butter on them. It's just amazing. Uh, especially when they're, like, warmed up and fluffy. It's just, they're great. And number one, I know it's boring, but I gotta go chicken and waffles. It's the marriage that you thought would get divorced immediately, but they just never got divorced. They've been in sweet love forever, um, and they are fabulous together. Two amazing items that go perfectly together. Trevor, what are your top three favorite southern dishes? Okay, so so you both had chicken waffles number one, then. Yep. Wow. All right. So I had a tough time figuring out the order. I have four really strong options, and I was um I was I don't know I was torn on how to order this. But uh, first, I'm gonna give an honorable mention to sweet potato pie, and really just sweet potatoes in general. Um, I I really love sweet potatoes. I didn't always like them. I don't think I even tried them until maybe like four or five years ago. But I love them. Um, normally on holidays, my mom will make like some sort of like sweet potatoes, and they're very good. So that's honorable mention. Um, I actually had chicken and waffles at number three, and I feel like I could have possibly put them at number one, but I don't know. It was it was tough for me to to decide between uh, the th- top three I had. Chicken and waffles, in a way, almost feels like it's like like is this cheating? Is it am I cheating by putting chicken and waffles? even in my top three, just because it's like, chi- the chicken's great, the waffles is great, it's like, I don't know, I, I, I felt weird, I felt like I was cheating, I still have it my top three anyway. Uh, number two, uh, mashed potatoes and gravy, just like, if if they're done right, like you said, Brandon, mashed potatoes and gravy, if they're done right, they're incredible, 
And then number one, I just straight up went with fried chicken as number one. I mean, uh, you know, if you are a regular listener of the podcast, you know how much I love chicken, all things chicken. Um, so it, it makes sense that uh, something involving chicken is number one for me. Yeah, I mean, chicken's absolutely fabulous. You throw a little fried action in there, it gets even better. Um, but let's move on to our main topics today. We'll start in some college football uh, that we got yesterday. We had a lot of interesting games. No, It's weird. This is one of the first years I feel like we don't have a lot of really dominant top teams. Uh, do you guys feel that way? Like I feel like all the dominant top teams that we typically have are having a lot of close games. I I think we have one very <laughs> dominant team, and the rest are kind of in their own league. I, Bowling Green, in my mean, opinion. As the dominant team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Bowling Green's a dominant I team. I mean, I would, I would say they're in the top. Yeah, I'd say they're on the second tier with, like, the Ohio States of the world. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so, they're, I mean, they're, they're close. They're close. I'm holding my breath on, on, on this. As of now, it seems like there's more parity. I like it. I liked how this week went. I loved that there were some close games. I love that Alabama got took to the wire, but I'm 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 still hesitant to say that. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a weird Alabama game for sure. It was 31-29 versus the Florida Gators. Um, I think this game was was in at Florida too. It was actually a pretty good win for Alabama, um, and Florida is a really good football team, number eleven in the nation. Obviously, Alabama is number one, um, but Alabama was up twenty-one three in the first quarter. It seemed like this game was going to go wildly. Like, uh, you know, like it was going to be crazy one-sided. And then Florida came all the way back. Um, and they ended up only winning 31-29. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so it was a really interesting game. But I'm going to throw this to you first. What do you think about this game? Yeah, and again, it's it's one of those things where Alabama gets up big and it's like, oh, Alabama's way better than everybody else. And I still think they're the best team. Um, but I think it showed more of just how good Florida is. Because Florida was able to take this team that we that coming in the season, we thought there's no way anybody's going to touch Alabama, or maybe we thought there's only a few teams that could compete with Alabama. Um, and Florida did a really good job. And obviously, it's hard for any any team, even Alabama, to go in there with 90,000 fans and win a game. Um, but I I do think it showed how impressive Florida is as a team. And again, Florida should be good. I mean, they have they they have a great recruiting pool. Um, they have a great coach. They have a great program. Um, but I, I was impressed because I did not think that it was going to be that close of a game. I thought Alabama could probably win by double digits if they really wanted to. Um, and again, it seemed like they were going to. That being said, I still think Alabama's great, and I still think it's an impressive win, even though they blew a big lead. I think it's an impressive win for Alabama because, like I said, that's a really tough place to win. Um, I don't care how bad or how good Florida is. Those fans come out, uh, and, and they show their support for their team. Uh, so I'm still impressed with Alabama. I still think they're the best team in the country. Even though they blew a big, big, big lead, you could say maybe they, even they got lucky at the end to win that game. I'm very impressed with them. Um, and I've said this before, but I will continue to say that they are going to win every year until I am proven wrong multiple years in a row because it seems like they're winning. If they don't win one year, they'll probably win the next year. Um, so impressive for Alabama. Impressive performance for Florida. I think the better team won. Um, but I do think both teams should be not happy, but both teams have a lot that they can take away from this game. Um, and hopefully for their sake, have a very successful season Season moving on. Trevor, what did you think? Yeah, so I mean, really any time a team comes within one score of Alabama, I'm impressed by them. So to say the least, I'm very impressed by Florida after this game. Um, but I think this did at least, you know, show a little bit of like, okay, Alabama's defense, there's at least, it's not perfect, you know, it's not one of the legendary defenses that Alabama has had in years past, especially like the early 2010s. They had so many incredible defenses. It's not quite at that level. It's There definitely are some issues there. Um, 
you know, so that's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Their offense is still very good. Bryce Young has been incredible through two, through what, three games so far. Um, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, just another great performance. I mean, he's been, he's just been so aggressive. I mean, I've, I, I'm, I can't believe how good Bryce Young has been already, um, but it, but he already is this good. So that'll be fun to see uh, his growth over this season. Yes, Alabama still is the best team, but I just in general, like I said before, enjoy that we see a team able to take the middle wire, uh, you know, give them a real shot. And Florida definitely did that. I mean, they had an opportunity. They were driving uh, with about two minutes left in the game. And I think there was a play, like I think it was the fourth and goal, and the quarterback, they were running like a, a little read option, and the quarterback like handed off to the running back, but he, it was kind of like a delayed reaction that gave the defense just enough time to stop the running back from getting in the end zone. And, and that was a huge play that could have been uh, potentially uh, a game-winning touchdown for Florida, but it, it didn't happen that way, and uh, Alabama was able to hold on. Yeah, it seems like it was quite an amazing game. Um, any other games you guys want to talk about, Trevor? Again, I'll, I'll throw it over to you that you want to, you know, kind of touch on before we move to the NFL. Yeah, so I think we have to talk about Clemson because Clemson. I mean, I think they, I think they probably have to be the biggest disappointment. I mean, like Ohio State isn't as good as maybe people thought, but Clemson. I think just in terms of like how great I thought they were going to be, um, and like the difference of how they actually are Clemson. It's, it's the biggest difference of what I thought was going to happen with this team. I mean, they only beat Georgia tech by six points yesterday, 14, eight. This is a Georgia tech team that lost to Northern Illinois, who is in the Mac conference, who also just got destroyed by Michigan yesterday. I mean, what, what is Clemson doing? Barely beating Georgia tech. How are they only scoring 14 points? I think that's just insane i mean when i i I think i saw something yesterday that was like i don't know if if it was posted by like espn or bleach report one of these accounts it's like oh look at this amazing college football lineup and one of the games that was listed was clemson and georgia tech and i just kind of scoffed at it i was like clemson georgia tech good game yeah okay but it actually was close so that's definitely the biggest surprise for me uh of the weekend so I actually wanted to talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Uh, I was pretty pessimistic about this season. Uh, they came in unranked. Um, I, I did not think they had this super high-powered offense. Their quarterback doesn't seem to be that great. The defense is lacking in a lot of positions. Um, but it's actually quite the opposite. They've only allowed 34 points in the three games. They played Western Michigan, Washington, who was ranked in NIU. Killed all of them. They've scored an enormous amount of points. Their first Big Ten game is this coming week. Um, but I'm I'm actually more excited about this Michigan season. I feel like they have a lot of hope. Uh, Blake Corum is is so good, the running back. It seems like he can just run forever. Um, he has 407 yards over the three games already. It's been, I mean, a great season. He has seven touchdowns in those three games, too. Um, so, I mean, it's already been great. They're averaging the most rushing yards in college football at 350 a game. Um, so, I mean, the rushing attack is very, very good. Um, don't think this team will come close to beating Ohio State or Penn State, but you know, hopefully I'm wrong. I really, really do hope that I am wrong. Ben, any final thoughts you want to mention before we move on to the NFL? Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about this game, but I feel like I have to now. Shout out to the Michigan State Spartans, man. They go down to energy? South Florida, and they beat a Miami team that I am not, I'm not saying is good. They were ranked 24. I never think that Miami is as good as people think they are, but shout out to Michigan State. They're continuing to show that they are the best academic school in the state of Michigan, the best athletic program in the state of Michigan. Um, if you're not a fan of them, then you should be, right, Brandon? 
Um, no. So shout out to Michigan State. They had a very convincing win against against a team that is you know not terrible. It's a Power Five school, ACC school in Miami, a big football program. Um, and again, I didn't want to talk about them, but I feel like I have to now to balance out your your biased Michigan take, Brandon. I have to go to the other side of the spectrum um, and just let people know that that Michigan State is a good team and that clearly they're better than Michigan and they will probably beat Michigan again this year, like they do most years when John Har- John Harbaugh is the coach because or Jim Harbaugh, excuse me, um, or no, which one? Jim, sorry. Jim Harbaugh's a coach because he can't beat teams that are inferior to him. So shout out to Michigan State Spartans. Mel Tucker, better than Jim Harbaugh. That's a fact. We can keep moving. All right. Just, just so everyone knows, I plan on cutting every single part of that out when I edit the podcast. Your whole take's getting taken out, Ben. The whole entire take. I can't. I can't stand for the Michigan a great State take. takes. But if we have to talk about Michigan State, there's this uh, thing in Greek mythology where there's entrances to hell. Uh, and you can go meet Hades and stuff. I'm fairly confident Michigan State is one of those places. The place sucks. Okay, everything about the place sucks, Ben. We went there, and we know the campus sucks, and their football team's terrible. Michigan will kill Michigan State this year, and I'm, I mark my words. I will edit it in to that episode when we do it. That, that, that week is, what, 10.30 is when they play, so in a, a month and a half. I will edit it into that episode when they kill Michigan State. But... One more thing before we move on. We gotta mention Bowling Green. I went to the game. They won 27-10 over an FCS team. Now, I know some people nice. will be like, whoa, Division One team being an FCS team, who cares? This is quite the accomplishment because Bowling Green uh, recruits and spends money like they're an FCS team. So, this is a big win. This is a, honestly a program win, uh, wouldn't you guys agree? 27-10 over Murray State. Yeah, and I believe they didn't win a single game last year, so I'm pretty sure this is their first win since 2019. So, you know, it shout is. out to the Bowling Green football program. Um, they're trying their best. That's all we can say. This is their first win since I left school, and I haven't been at school in a while. So, yeah. uh, good job by them. I, you know, claps all around for the Bowling Green football team. But let's move on to the NFL. Uh, go over a couple of the the scores from last week briefly, as we are recording this on Sunday. So we don't want to bore you too much with the uh, the penalty scores, but we do want to give some of our thoughts. Um, I did promise I'd talk about the Ravens. I guess I'll do that now. Um, this is this is. Like, one of the most depressing years for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm, I'm so saddened by the team, collectively. I don't even think... Like, they're a good football team. Really good football team. They've had an enormous amount of injuries and bad luck that seem to, like, continue to, die, like, spiral downward. They added three or two more guys on IR. Ronnie Stanley's going to be out multiple weeks, it appears like. I, I mean, the season's going straight downward. I mean, losing to the Raiders. The Raiders are not a good football team in the slightest bit. The Ravens didn't seem like they wanted to be in that game at all. Uh, the defense had so many breakdowns. Lamar could not get anything going um, on the offensive side. Not that he played horrible. Uh, there was definitely a lot of drop balls. The only highlighting part, I think, is Hollywood Brown played well. And he was not good at the beginning of last year. He played better at the end of last year. But this is not a team that looks like they're invested in winning. And I hate to say it, but I'm saying it here on the podcast. It's really starting to seem like the Browns' year. I mean, you see the Bills, who don't look nearly as good. Um, the Steelers, I guess, kind of look, you know, not too bad. But the Ravens don't look as good. A lot of these top teams are, are not looking as good. And the Ravens now have 14 people on the IR. Uh, and the average in the NFL is four people on the IR. So uh, the Ravens are at a significant disadvantage. A lot of important players on IR. Uh, and it's just, it's going to be a rough year uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm feeling it already. Not that I'm not going to be a fan. I love the Ravens to death. Uh, but it's going to be, we're going to have a rough time, I think, uh, playing football this year. Ben, I'll pass this to you. Anything you want to mention from this past week of the NFL? Um, I mean, there was, a, there was a lot of good games, right? And there was, I think there were definitely some prizes. For instance, like Trevor Lawrence maybe not looking 
great. Is it too early to call him a bust? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. That's a joke. He threw, like, what, three interceptions? He's not a bust. He had one bad game. Um, but, I mean, again, I think the Browns were the most impressive of the teams that lost, mainly because they, they could have won that game. I mean, it's Chiefs are not an easy place – or not an easy team to play. Very tough place to play in. Um, and they looked really good, and I hate saying it. They looked very, very good. Um, Sam Darnold looked great against the Jets. And, again, the Jets are bad, but Sam Darnold did look very good. But I think the, the biggest takeaway is a team that I don't think a lot of people are talking about, but I know Trevor and I have talked about it. That's the Arizona Cardinals. Um, yeah. Kyler Murray, if the season ended right now, would probably be the MVP after one week. He looked like the most impressive player um, last week. Obviously, Chandler Jones on that defense was phenomenal. The Titans, a team that people think could probably still win the AFC South, mainly because I don't think they have a whole lot of competition in that division. Uh, mm-hmm. I was not impressed with them at all. Derrick Henry on my fantasy team did not do what I, want, what I needed him to do. That's okay. Um, but Arizona Cardinals, shout out to them. They're in the toughest division in football. We've talked about it, but um, they are a very good team, and they have obviously just an amazing franchise quarterback in Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah. Kyler Murray is, is just excellent. Trevor, anything else you want to add from this past week? Yeah, I think I want to point out just in general, I maybe this is hyperbole, maybe this is maybe I'm forgetting how good week ones in the past have been. But I think the past, well, now it's been like 10 days since the NFL season has have started, have been one of the best starts to a season I can remember. I mean, looking at some of the incredible games we had, I mean, right off the bat, Cowboys-Bucks goes to the, the final position possession, a two-point game, incredible. Um, we have, you know, so many other games like Vikings-Bengals was a good game, went to overtime, we had an overtime game. We had uh, the Cardinals are really fun. The Seahawks look good. We had the Chargers-Washington game was really good. And then we got, obviously, Browns-Chiefs, which was incredible. And yes, the Browns lost. Yes, maybe Baker, you know, can he really get it done in the biggest moments? Can he, you know, under pressure? I don't know. It's still, but he did look good. Uh, but the Chiefs are still better. They still seem to have pretty much every other team in the AFC's number. Um, and then we get to Monday night, and we have an incredible game. We got on the second broadcast, we got Peyton and Eli, which I know there was a lot of hype around like their broadcast. They brought on Russell Wilson, had a lot of fun there. And that game was just like absurd with the roller coaster of emotions. I'm, I'm sorry, Brandon. I'm sure that it was, it was rough, but that game just in general was incredible. Yeah, it was terrible. Because of was like terrible. how many turnovers at the end, and then like Derek Carr, he makes like an incredible throw, and then over time he makes like a horrible throw, and then he like redeems himself at the end. But uh, and then we finish it off here in this first game of week two with the Giants in Washington which I didn't expect to be a good game at all, and somehow it was an incredible game. I mean, 30-29, to Washington wins. Taylor Heineke, is he already a legend? I don't know. He might be. I certainly like him. Um, But he obviously, you know, kind of has the game-winning drive after throwing a pretty bad interception in Washington ends. So I just really wanted to point out how great this start to the NFL season has been because it's been very, like, very great, I think. Yeah, it's it's been wonderful. I, I, this NFL season is going to be absolutely great, with the exception of the Ravens being terrible. Um, but let's move on to our final little segment today, and we're actually going to create another little game. Each week, Trevor, Ben, and I are going to predict one game. The person that is closest to that score differential in that game, they're all going to be different games, are going to get a point. We're going to have a running scoreboard throughout the weeks. Uh, so we each predetermined a game that we wanted to, to rank, or not rank, excuse me, to predict. Um, and I'll go first. 
I decided to do the Rams-Colts game. I'm a huge believer in the Rams. I love Matt Stafford. I think the Rams beat the Colts by 17 points today in Indianapolis. So very, very bold prediction, I think. The line is minus four to the Rams. I think it'll be 17 at the end. Um, And hopefully I get a point after this week. Ben, I'll let you go up next. Yeah, so my game I picked are the uh, San Francisco 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and both teams are coming off, off wins against terrible teams. So I guess the 49ers, you could say, well, they had a big lead. They blew it against the Lions. You could say the Eagles looked impressive, but they played the Falcons, who we all know are not good. So I don't I think it's hard to see or hard to understand how good each team is based off their week one performance. Um, but I'm a big believer. I said, just said this with the Cardinals. I'm a big believer in the NFC West. Um, I got to take the 49ers. They're a three-point favorite. I think they'll cover that. I think the 49ers win by a touchdown. I'll take 49ers by seven. Nice. Trevor, final prediction. All right, so and hopefully it, someone's writing these down. Yeah, I'm. I, I am. Yeah. I'm writing yeah, them you, down. Right? I'm. I'm writing them down. Perfect. Um, Trevor's so, the man as always. So, um, I want to go to the Bills Dolphins game. Um, last week the Bills underperformed against the Steelers, a game I did not expect. I did not expect that result at all. The Bills offense was underwhelming. Josh Allen didn't play particularly well. I think they're going to redeem themselves. I think Josh Allen's going to have a very good game um, today. Actually, this game's about to start. I think the Bills are going to win this game in the Miami Gardens by 10 points over the Miami Dolphins. 10 points. Very, very interesting. So there are our single-game predictions for this week. Hopefully, we'll be right next week. Or I, at least I'll be right. I'll want that point. Um, but I think we'll kind of wrap up the episode there for today. Thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate all the support on the podcast. As always, uh, of course, subscribe and leave that five-star review. If you did enjoy the podcast, we do appreciate those, and I read all of them. Um, and, of course, follow us on Twitter at the Small Baller, or click the link in the description um, so you guys can keep updated when all of our podcasts go live. Of course, next week we'll be back with the 5 Seconds of Fame podcast and the Small Baller podcast on Friday and Sunday, respectively. Um, and both will be great. We're reaching the end of Big Brother. We are now reaching the end of sports. We'll be talking about sports forever. Um, so both podcasts will be back next week. But with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons!